Hello, this is Charles Wiz. And Tony Silva. And this is episode 149 of Two Teachers Talking, where, as we've always said for the last number of years, Tony and I get together, talk about teaching, teaching in Japan, teaching English in Japan, the ups and downs and the ins and outs as far as we see them, understand them, try to figure them out, and the general confusion as being a teacher. And for today's episode, we're kind of going to revisit, in a way, a topic we've dealt with before, which is a combination of dealing with students not copying from each each other, but let's say copying word for word from a textbook answers to comprehension questions and general plagiarism when writing papers or just doing assignments. And... I don't know of a single teacher who's never had to deal with the issue. And what we want to do is look at it from different perspectives and also try to explore how to approach it. For example, what should you do if a student plagiarizes or copies from the textbook after you've said it a number of times? And we also want to explore how do you deal with the issue of at least as far as I think, you've said something, you've explained something, don't copy word for word from the textbook, you've explained it, it's in writing, you've told the students, you've checked with the students that they understand, and then they do it again. So today's a combination of looking at the problems of copying answers from a textbook, plagiarizing, but also the issue of students not getting what we say, and kind of engaging in the exact behaviors we don't want. So, Tony, does that strike a bell for, for you, <laughs> ring a bell for you from your teaching days? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, all of us have um, had to deal with uh, plagiarism and, and its different forms and things. Do you, do you want to talk about the, you know, tell some stories about what precipitated this, <laughs> this um, resurgent interest in in, in plagiarism, or do you want to like leave that for later or just gloss over it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, since you've mentioned it, I'll bring it up. Okay, there so, you go. Right. Okay. How can I say no? You got me. <laughs> I, I just, I just kind of guessing that it was kind of like itching. Yeah, you, you know, a little, you know, just, you, a little itch you got to scratch. I just, just kind of had the feeling. Just guessing, right? <laughs> Look, okay, I can mark that off on the script check mark box. Okay. So. I have a class I teach at what's a very, very good school with what are considered to be very high-level students in Japan. And I'm using a textbook, and there are comprehension questions. So there's a text. It's about intercultural communication. And um, in that text, there are comprehension questions at the end. So I assign the students the comprehension questions. And I say very clearly, I said... Don't copy the answers. I want to no make sure you understand. So write the answers in your own words. Say that. Do you understand? Everyone raises their hand. Repeat it again. Do it. Okay. So we've done the first unit, and that went okay. And I explained to students after they submitted their work, I said, hey, some of you were just copying the answers. And I explained that if you copy the answers... I don't know if you understand it. It just means to me that you know how to find the, the, the text in, in the reading. 
So I gave the second chapter last Thursday, which, depending on when the podcast is posted, is a different day. But the first or second homework that I got, which was on the same day as the class, it's those kinds of students, by the way, they do their homework right away, was just copied. So I sent an email to the students and said, why did you do this? And then I sent an email to all the students through the school system that said, I'm already receiving copied work that is word for word taken from the textbook. And I said in the email, I said, I've explained this. We don't do this. I don't want it. Um, it doesn't show me any understanding. Don't do this or you will get a zero on the assignment. And you need to, you know, it's plagiarism. It's not acceptable and it can lead to other problems. So, okay, I figure fine. Friday night, <laughs> I get an submitted assignment that is just word for word, just copy and paste it from the textbook. And I sent an email to the student and I said, you plagiarized. Explain to me why you plagiarized. And then it just kind of went back and forth. Of course, the student didn't respond. I had to send a follow-up email saying, hey, you'd better respond to me. You know, this is really serious. I need to know what's going on. And the student sends back something and says, well, I thought that I was supposed to extract the words from the text or something. And I don't think the student, um, you know, naturally uses extract. And it's a completely opposite of what I said. And I said, did you read the email? And then the student says, I went back and reread the email. Never answered my question. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's what precipitated this discussion, the discussion that you and I had and what's happening today. And so the questions are, you know, why, did that student not get it? How many other students are not going to get it? Why do they not get it? You know, how do you deal with it? Um, is it uh, a design problem, which I think partially is it? It's, it's the nature of the questions. But those are the things I wanted to uh, want to explore as a teacher because it's still being frustrated by that. So that's the story in a nutshell, Tony. Okay, so um, get uh, a, a, a couple of different angles here to, to work with. And one of the, the different types of plagiarism is kind of like specifically with this kind of assignment with a copy paste of answers. And, uh, I can, I can just say with some, some insight into the, the author, um, of this textbook and, uh, the, the comprehension questions, um, uh, was aiming for student level, probably way below, uh, the classes that you have, and um, they were basically comprehension questions where copy-paste answers wouldn't necessarily uh, be a problem. And then you've got the higher level uh, levels of plagiarism where um, just because students facilitated with the language, they may grab a phrase... Or a sentence, and and that's where for me it gets a little bit sticky because, you know, how granular do you want to get? Um, because if you're talking about like four words, five words, it's you know, just you know it's it's an expression or it's a phrase that we use in English that they might not know, and if it's common usage, um, that's not. I, that's not really, you know, it's like well, the way to go. And it's like, it's like, well, you know, if you use the way to go in your essay, um, 
you know, I'm not going to be dinging a kid for, for using that kind of a phrase. When you get a whole sentence, on the other hand, that gets kind of a gray area. Three sentences. And then you, and then you go, then you go, in, and then, and then you go into like full paragraphs, and it's like, that's the trap door, right? <laughs> when you see a whole paragraph there, it's like, dude, you're done. You're cooked. You're out. And then sometimes, and sometimes, um, inexplicably, you'll get like total full essays, um, that are just lifted from somewhere else. And that's, you know, th- those are no brainers. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the times, um, partly because of their, you know, lack of English language comprehension, partly, you know, I'll, I'll take the blame, not being able to explain it well enough in either in English to the level they can understand or in Japanese, um, where they really don't get it because, uh, you know, and I, I guess it's a difference in academic culture. Um, you know, it's, there's that. And then, then you get the cases that where, where, where they're really, it's really not plagiarism. So they don't understand maybe the mechanics of attribution or citation. Um, they, they know that they're supposed to do it, but they don't really, or they'll do it halfway. Like they'll list, for example, their source in their, you know, in their bibliography at the end, but they won't include any of their in-text citations. Um, and a lot of them will understand it when it's uh, sentences, but they don't understand that it applies to data or like, you know, a chart or you know, statistics or so forth that they have to, you know, give attribu- attribution for that. Or even, or like an image, right? And, and I'm going to have to say mea culpa here because, well, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to say anything that's going to end me uh, in court. Um, but, um, but the kind of those things too. And it's like, those, are, it's like, and those are things, those are, you know, I, I kind of just take as like, you know, teaching opportunities. And it's like, those are not things that I'll, you know, they may lose points like on an essay or something, but it's like, okay, this is a chance to teach something. It's, and it's not really plagiarism. Um, but those other different types, right? And, um, cause just to clarify, cause we made some, some comments, like Charles was talking about my textbook and the, 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 the um, the comprehension questions were like, yeah, for the level of students that I was shooting for, it's like, yeah, if they can, if they can actually read the text and if they can find the answer, that was good enough. And I used it to train them gently. Um, so it's like, yeah, you know, this is okay. You found the answer, but next, next time, write it in your own words because it's this is going to get you in trouble. Write it in your own words. It's going to get you in trouble. So for the, the students that I am aimed at, um, they, they were probably not capable of taking that language and rephrasing it. I mean, they, they could with some app, but it would be effort. It would be effort. So those things I didn't count as plagiarism. And at the same time, when for higher level students where we were doing academic essays, I was a total hard ass with plagiarism in, in essays, for example, I have failed, I've given, I've failed students for a semester, um, for plagiarism on, on essays without regret. 
number of things there. I mean, there's we have to distinguish between different kinds of plagiarism, whereas, you know, copying the answer for a comprehension question very, very into much a homework assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still plagiarism. It's still plagiarism. And given the level of the students that I'm teaching, this is a real – I've been trying to, as gently as possible, push them. To, the level of the students is a really big, big – Right, big, is to write the answers in your own words. Now, here's what's really interesting is that if I don't tell them that, write the answers in your own words, even students at a pretty high level – I mean, these – you know, the, the school you've taught there, you know, these are high-level kids. They're not mm. – they're successful. They're academically successful kids. If I don't tell them not to copy the answers, 100% of them will copy the answers pretty much. I had that experience last year. Sure. So, so this has been an opportunity to teach them how to paraphrase and force them to paraphrase and think about things and move them forward. So most of them, it seems, are getting it. So that's it. But when you say um, about words, for example, how are you going to change water? Right. Right? What are you going to do? Right? H2O? <laughs> a, a clear, odorless liquid that is essential for life. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some things they can't do. And I, you can also tell when the student is using the word, I think, to learn it, to try to use it, is – Exploring the word, right? Not only I think, word, but like expressions, right? I right, mean, and expressions. Phrases. Right, and I'm not talking about just a phrase, all right? I'm talking about five questions, five comprehension questions, and five questions are taken, lifted from the text. Mm. Mm. For a student who... For the level, for your students, that's unacceptable. Exactly, so... For the, the, first thing, the level of students right. that I was teach, using that book for, it was the best they could do. That okay. was all they could do because I, I would look at their books, right? Their their, their printout, and like their every every line, they, you know, they had the Japanese translated. It's like they they were they were doing what they could, right? And that's an important thing to address, which yeah. is yeah, the level. level of the student at a certain level. This you know, paraphrasing is such a high level skill. Yeah. It's, I yeah. think it's if if somebody okay, let's see, simultaneous. Um, interpretation, right, is probably the highest level you can reach, I think, in some ways. Or writing a novel <laughs> in a second language. Let's think about mm. Gobakov, who did it in a third language, right? Mm. Um, that's super high level. So it can't be expected from a beginner class or a low-level learner. Absolutely, right. The problem for me isn't so much, Tony, the level. It's not that because the students are high level. The problem is, why did the explanation not get through in this case? Is That's what a I, really interesting question. And I yeah. want to really focus on that after we get through this part. But in terms of the plagiarism, uh, I think there are different kinds. You know, if the student um, does it unintentionally, I think you still have, you have to bop the student for that because yet they have to learn that it doesn't matter if it's intentional or unintentional. It's just uh, it's just plagiarism. But I'm trying to teach the students not to copy, to think. And I realized when I was going back through and thinking through the problem, exactly what you've said is that the comprehension questions let, 
lend themselves to the yeah, pattern right, it's, it's of find, thinking find, that they've find been taught. the right answer. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And the idea behind the exercise was it's easy for you to find the answer. Now think about what you think, how you would answer the question in your own words. So it's really designed to say, hey, I know you can find the answers easily. Right. There's even, you know, the it's a digital text. And so there's a search mechanism built in, right, a search function. It's removed most of it. And the focus is on a higher level skill. But in, in my de- in my defense, the comprehension questions are followed by thought questions <laughs> to yes, take yeah. that and apply that to their daily lives. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Right. And <laughs> exactly. But those are really hard to grade. Also. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you go. <laughs> I'm just being honest here. But what's happening is that I realized um, the thing is that the the thinking questions are basically the same for each chapter i think they're fairly the same which has yeah, pluses yeah. and minuses yeah. and i realize that i'm going to have to assign the thinking questions but the the idea of just burning into their brain that you can't even copy answers from a textbook forcing them to think of the words they want to use is because i haven't assigned the essay yet Mm-hmm. We haven't started on the essay writing means that they're going to go in, I hope, because there is a transfer problem here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that they'll understand. Like, hey, that you know can- what we did back well, three weeks ago? It still applies. <laughs> and it applies for the rest of the year. <laughs> the, yeah, 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 yeah. And this goes back to, you know, that you have to be explicit. Oh. With the students, if there's any, yeah, if there's anything that you can do to that will lessen the chance of players is that that yes, that explicitness. Um, if and you can't be too detailed, you can't be too what you think is obvious, and you can't be too repetitive. No, over and over <laughs> and over and over until you see the eyes rolling back in their heads. Um. Because you'll see some eyes rolling, and there'll be some kids who just it's not it's not getting there. Right. Well, what did we What did we say? Like fifty percent of the students only understand fifty percent of what you're saying. Wonderful algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> or something. But um, it reminds me of what is it? The Pareto principle, the Pareto principle. Eighty percent of all the successful work is done by twenty percent of the people, or something like that. Yes. That's I how it feels how it to me. 20% of the people do 80% of the <laughs> That's work. That's how I feel. That's how my, it looks like in my classroom too. But yeah. the, what I'm trying to do here is make a small penalty. Because, you know, the, the weekly homework assignments don't add up to like a real significant. Mm-hmm. One assignment is not a significant hit on your grade. But for these students to get a zero, even with a five-point assignment. Yeah, they're not used to zeros. They're not, they've never had a zero in their lives, I think. And... I'm using that as a way to say, hey, you know, just look how serious this is just with answering comprehension questions. Imagine what happens on the paper, the extended essay. So that's how I've been approaching it. But the frustration of, you know, saying I sent an email out on the set, you know, a Thursday evening. They did read it. Um, They 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 don't read our emails. I don't know. I got an email back. I think I told you about the email I got back from one of my exchange students. You just said fifty percent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah, like some yeah, some of those kids are so diligent. (laughs) They they're so spot on. Yeah, they're just like, and they will they will jump immediately. But 
there's that other, yeah, whatever it is, 30%. It's like, yeah, that like the kid that you're talking about, he didn't read that email. Okay, so this goes to how to deal with the problem in a way. Yeah. That's kind of segue there. Yeah. So I was, you know, it's going back and forth with the email. But by the way, talking about transfer, I've told my student, I've taught them, I, we did a whole thing on email, right? Every email must have a greeting, mm. identification information, and a closing, right? Mm. I said, yep, 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 yep. You yeah, can that's artic- this week, but not next week. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> or you didn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say we had to follow those rules again. (laughs) I wish this – if a student could argue with me on that, that would be joyful. It's that they don't even know that they think that way. Mm. Right? So anyway, so of course the student sends a homework. I send an email back and I get a totally wrong email. No greeting, no identification and identifying information, no closing. Student obviously doesn't get it. So right? Okay, just bear with me. Just bear with me. I send an email back and I say, <laughs> don't forget to format your email properly, right? Guess what? I get an email back, no greeting, no identifying information, <laughs> no closing. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, what should I do? I'm like, you know, this is not good. Then the student says, I reread your email. I understand. Please give me another chance. And I decided Okay, this is the kind of student who, if I give them another chance, will not learn anything. Made a guess. So I told the student, zero points, and if you do it again, you fail. Because I think there are certain students who just need to be shocked like that. You know, I tried the general approach, and it doesn't work with the student, and – I think what happens is the student will see you You have a zero score. <laughs> They'll just like, oh, I better translate this. I better read this. So there is that issue of, as to how to deal with it. But I think if it's – and what I want to do is kind of but in defense of that student, in defense of other students, is to paraphrase, excuse me, from – an email I received from a student who is from China and studying in Japan. And she said, um, students like are required to answer questions using the absolutely correct answer. And she says, which means, and I'm quoting her here, which means they must copy the very sentence from the reading passage or listening materials. You're not allowed to answer a question in your own words. And if you don't use the exact same expression from the text, you'd be considered to be not following the instructions and you can't get any points. Now, obviously, this this is – I'm reading the student's email. It's like, why are you taking my class is what I think. But that this is something I think that Japanese students are taught to do. Well, this kind of answers all your questions, right? Yes. Well, well, no, it doesn't. podcast it, right now. <laughs> there you go. I'm okay with that. The listeners yeah. are all applauding. Yay. It's like students. Like, do you mind if I um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop the class early today. Oh, no. Please don't. <laughs> but so that is part of the problem. So the real question becomes then what are the most effective strategies for getting our students to move away from that to a more thinking, more consciously aware approach to learning? And you know how do we do that? Because well, that's, that's kind of op- sums it up because it's really a that's a really a huge right. task, right? I mean, that's, it's, it's it's the whole task. Sisyphusian, Sisyphusian. I'm gonna. I have to. Let me have that rock. 
Yeah, myth of Sisyphus, right? There you go. But that's really hard. That's a great tongue twister, the myth of Sisyphus. <laughs> well, add your tie, visit, and then see, see, let me know what you went. Okay. So the thing is that there are students who, for example, this student obviously was thrilled by yeah. my sending yeah. that. And yeah. She was like, so finally. Yeah. <laughs> finally, somebody who is going to let me really use my yeah, brain. Yeah. You know, the shackles are off, right? Right. And um, as I sent this email to a couple of teachers, I said, check this out. And one of my really close friends and colleagues sent back, um, this is a, a woman, I we should interview her, named um, Nerida Rand, who teaches at Yokohama National University. She's, like, she's an improv and, um, specialist actress and just one of the most amazing teachers I've ever met. And she just sent back um, a message that says, okay, you've got this year's student. You've got this year's one, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was really great. You're like, okay, this is the one you've already affected now, you know? Um, but the thing is, I just, after all these years, I, here's my problem, Tony, is I don't, okay, let me stop and rephrase for a second. My initial approach would always be kind of, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, tough love, gentle, but strict to move students along. But my experience tells me that if I am not a real hard ass on this, on the homework kind of assignments, right, the comprehension questions, I can't get them to make that first step. I can't get them to move because, as you say, you still will get the students who will copy paragraphs, sometimes multiple paragraphs. I think I mentioned on the podcast that last year I had a student who submitted their final essay and it was like, except for like three sentences, was completely yeah, copied yeah. from websites. Yeah. yeah, did, yeah I, yeah. did I mention that? Yeah. I don't I'm not sure because I <laughs> can't anyway, tell if it was you or me. <laughs> Your student no, it student was me. Busy. It was me because I remember that I said to the student, why did you do this? I explained many times. It's on the website. It's included in the directions. Um, and you even included the links to the sites you copied from it. The student wrote back and said, well, I misunderstood the directions because obviously nobody would be stupid enough. I mean, this is the actual email from the student. Yeah. Nobody would be stupid enough to include the links that they copied from. <laughs> it, I was really, I was really tempted to email the student yeah. and say, "Yeah, but you did." I didn't send the email, so we there is that whole part as to the goal being that we're not trying to penalize the students, and it's not a small thing to get the students to answer the questions in their own words if they're at the right level. The key thing becomes that even at a high level of these students, we are fighting this training that they have, which is not to use their own words, which of course goes into a whole thing about individuality and independent learning. Yeah, so, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just step in and just like blah, 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 fill that, that part in. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, just, uh, just, uh, you know, because if we don't say it, they'll say, well, we didn't address it. So, yeah, it's an ingrained culture. Um, and it's ironic uh, in Japan because ordinarily, in, you know, in, in Japan and, and other Asian cultures, um, the how and the process uh, takes precedent over the, the what, right? It's how things are done. It makes more difference than, than, than the actual what. So the process is important. And the, the, the you know, the, the manners, the, the, the methodology is important. Ironically, here, um, 
in education is it's kind of turned topsy turvy. It's like what matters is the right answer, and that's you know, the going. You know, I guess the stereotype thing is is the um, university entrance exams. It's like you know, what's the right answer? You need to know the right answer. You have to have the right answer, and that's what education's about. And that's how that they've all gone through elementary school, junior high school, high school with the importance of the right answer uh, deeply ingrained. And not only do they, but, but all of their teachers <laughs> are products of the same educational system. Um, and however much they might want to or profess to be free of that, it's still part of their education. That's how they were educated. That's how they came up. So all the teachers are products of that culture. All the students are products of this culture. Um, ours are, you know, my, you know, you, 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 we're teaching like maybe we teach one of their 15 classes. Um, if you're particularly lucky, you might have them more than once a week of two of their 15 classes. And as we've talked about, and specifically Charles, we've talked about, you know, in a system, in a school system, if it's not system wide, it's the, the idea of the, the the educational nugget is not going to survive. It's got to be reinforced system wide. I mean, whether it's um, you know manners, uh, whether it's plagiarism you know, here, whatever it might be. If it's only a thing in one or two of their classes, it's it, it's never going to come to the surface. It's never going to become part of 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 what their education is. Um, it's just not going to take and. Students learn, and this is, you know, part of school culture, which we've talked about before. Um, students learn very quickly from their senpai, from the, from the, from the older students, um, the lay of the land in terms of school policy. Now, the school policy may be very, very strict on paper. And, 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 and some schools do enforce that very, very strictly. Other schools do not. And if you, you know, I've heard so many stories, and there's enough to be many. It's not just one or two, it's many, um, where, you know, teachers have failed students for plagiarism and then have been pressured to give the student a second chance from the administration, despite official school policy, um, which flies in the face of that, saying plagiarism is, yeah, it is X, Y, and Z. You know, whatever it is. So, um, some schools have very strict policies and students know, um, that, that it's enforced. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a standing joke at one of the universities where I used to teach. Um, we would get notices probably three times a semester about their policy on plagiarism. <laughs> very strict. It's like if you, if you report to the school that a student plagiarized in your class, they failed all of the classes in that semester. They gave it to us in English. They gave it to us in Japanese. So share this with your students. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, it's good. All right. Um, so anyway, th those, those are the different variables. Done. Go ahead, Charles. Okay. Yeah, I want to go back to something you said. You mentioned that in other areas, like within Japanese culture, the how is more important than the what. Right. 
Can you explain what you mean by that? Um, yeah, it's a uh, in Japan. It's like the it's a uh, you know, we have the the Japanese have a word for it, um, um, tatemai, and it is the appearance. It is the surface, and so. For example, in, in, in any kind of business conversation, um, you don't, you know, if there's a disagreement, you don't say no. You don't say, I disagree. <laughs> you say, hmm, well, yeah, I, I see what you mean. But, you know, there are, there are a lot of different perspectives, and another perspective might be so that smoothing over of how things are done, smiling when you want to knife somebody in the back, um, <laughs> on and on and on. The procedures, the surface is maintaining the, the surface of agreement or peace <laughs> or, uh, you know, tranquility. You do, You don't want to openly make trouble of any kind, anytime, anywhere. Maintaining the how is following the rules, saying the magic words. You know, and we, we have that to a certain extreme English, a please and thank you. Yeah, we, we go, oh, of course, common sense is basic manners. Well, yeah, but it's cultural. In, in, in Japan, it's, you know, it's cultural. They, Japan culture, it's got its own rules. And the how you do things you don't mention something in a meeting. You wait until after the meeting. You approach an agreeable, sympathetic superior and say, hey, how about this? How about that? And you, you, you back end it so as not to embarrass anybody in the meeting. And, or you say, well, it's like, you know, those figures are wrong. No, you don't say that. You, how you do it is much more. You may be 100% right. But if you contradict somebody that's got more power than you in the meeting, you're screwed. <laughs> See, I, I, I understood what you were saying a little differently because when you talked about the how or the what, the how is more important than the mm. what. I, my initial Ryu. It's like karate. It's like the kata. How is more important than the what? The pers- how you do it. It's, it's pervasive throughout the culture. Right. But the how has to be done exactly right. Right. And there's no variation. And if you, for example, discover a better way to do a, a kata, you're, it's not going to be allowed. Correct. My immediate response. Because what happened is, when you said that, I started thinking of um, the the documentary, J- Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Did you ever see that? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's no, really interesting. It. It's about this, this guy who has a, what was a three-star Michelin restaurant. Um, only sushi, and they d- did a documentary. There was a dot. They there was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a documentary done about this guy, and in it he has his like son or whoever's working, and the guy has to spend like two years or I don't know a, a year. Just to me was an unbelievable amount of time. He, just wringing out the wet towels that are going to be served, the oshibori, right? And it's like two years, and that's his whole job. Yep. <laughs> He's not allowed to go near the sushi, and you know. And I think about that, and you know, I wonder: is that really um, getting the guy? What is it teaching the guy? It's just teaching the guy that 
you know, or is it breaking somebody's spirit? There I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Cultural te- teaching submission. Uh, yeah. Okay, but I'm saying I'm going to try to step back from that and say maybe I'm bringing some cultural, you know, biases to this. But I'm going to actually disagree with you and say I think the what is pervasive. Okay. I mean, the how you're talking about is a process, right? You have to do it, but it has to be done exactly as instructed. And there's no variation allowed in that is part of the problem. And I I see how – so you teach the students, do this. So, for example, there's the thing about the, the kanji count, right? The word count, okay? You know, if you write a great essay and it goes over by one, one kanji – the con, you know, let's say in a in a in a exam, it's not accepted, right? You'll get no score. You counting um, as you counting as that a how or a what? I'm counting that as a how and what. <laughs> just to <laughs> hedge okay, my just, just, bad. Just but you, I mean, yeah, like that. I understand what you mean about culture, and we've talked about this before, and that you know um, that it's pervasive. It runs on and on and on. So the question then, again, is for me is I'm frustrated because – not because the students do it. I'm not – okay, let me – let's see if I can really phrase this properly. My frustration that I – when I vented or talked with you and I also talked with my wife about this is not that the students – I think is not that the students do it, but the students don't get it and the students don't get it because somehow i haven't found a way to have them get it and it's really frustration with myself and so this real strictness with this level of student i'm talking about is that this is the only way i now know to really change their behavior because as you say if i don't say remember this week when you send the emails you have don't to follow the rules this week don't plagiarize this week, right? <laughs> so okay, yeah, and it's like with the with the, with the why the block, right? So, um, why is it so difficult for us to be able to communicate this? And it's like maybe part of it is their comprehension, you know, or, or our you know inability to to do this effectively in Japanese. Um, so. The is it the concept itself that is difficult? Um, is it the rationale? Ooh. It's like why? <laughs> why is this? Why is this guy got a bug up his ass for this? Why is it so important? And then maybe three is like the the conversation of the the gravity of. The, the potential transgression. Why is it such a big deal? Um, well, you know, why is this guy so angry? I just, you know, I just copied a couple of paragraphs. It's like, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where that disconnect is, you know, in, in our explanations or our, our way, uh, why in our attempt to communicate, um, the the idea you know, this problem, whether it's the concept itself, which is part of you know again their you know ba- educational background, the rationale is like kind of a meta 
reason for this kind of thing being this way, you know, being, you know, the idea of what, what the assignment is, what it's, why you're doing it, what it's, what it's value. Why, why are they going through this emotions? I'm sure most of the time no one explains why, you know, given a, you know, assignment has been given and what they're expected to get from it. And then, you know, also the, you know, the consequences, you know, the gravity, um, and I don't, yeah, and like Charles, I, I, like you, I just flail. I don't know, um, what part of that they're not getting. Cause, you know, I think, you know, in, in my class, I try to, you know, as, as, as best I can get all that out there, but, eh, where, 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 where am I dropping the ball? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I, laughed smirked guffawed when you said yeah. rationale <laughs> is is because it takes me back to this whole idea that one of the basic premises i think we work with when or work from a foundational concept and i i don't think i've ever articulated it in terms of students or learners is that we assume that they're rational agents <laughs> and that they're acting right ra- yeah yeah you understand that's how <laughs> why I, I did exactly what you do <laughs> which is it, they're not rational Agents and often they're not acting rationally, right? So but we all pretend in a classroom so that they they, they do understand that role. <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. Okay, that's another podcast <laughs> right there. That'll be fun. So the idea that, or the expectation that there's an explanation, it's done. In multiple modes, right? Spoken, yep, and written. Maybe, yeah, and then there's spoken the spoken on paper and on the web, and, and right, and, and it's and, on yeah. the on the on the website. And it's they've also record. checked it. Where I remember very clearly saying, "Hey, we just done the plagiarism thing. Remember, this applies to homework as well. Go into your breakout rooms because this isn't on you know um, a Zoom session." Go into your breakout rooms and make sure everybody understands what plagiarism is. And can you copy for homework? Can you copy a sentence? Can you copy a paragraph? Can you copy, you know, date, use data, et cetera? And they all mm-hmm. go in and I say, okay, everybody understands, right? And they all say, yeah. Yep, 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 right. Okay. So this is tied in to some very overarching issues in teaching in Japan. And there's cultural issues and there's culture of education issues, etc. So the question then, I think, for me is what's the most effective strategy? And I should say that most of the students are not copying after I say it. I think the first time I do it, I can get the reduction down to about uh, having 30%, 40% of the students still copying. And the second uh-huh. time, with some pretty strong language, still in a polite form, I can get them to, down to about 10%. But the problem is, as you said, Tony, if I don't remind them that, oh, the rule applies to this <laughs> week's homework as well. Yeah, Brings this week up. also you need to format your email correctly. This right. week also you have to avoid plagiarism. Right. Mm. This week you have to set, write your email the correct way. Is the the 
elephant in the room, <laughs> for <laughs> lack of a better word, phrase. And that's a, a big thing to fight because there are those students, as you mentioned, who are so happy to be in an English class that, or the way in a foreign language class that is being taught in a different way where individual responses are rewarded. And, you know, you just think, you know, we're approaching the classroom and we're approaching our teaching in a way that is so opposite. Foreign. 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 <laughs> that word again. No, <laughs> but you're right. Word. That is so no. foreign to them. And I don't mean – and when we say foreign, we mean deep mind foreign. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And that goes back to the rational agent C-prop thing is that – I think what's really happening is it's so deeply ingrained. And what we're yeah. doing actually creates such an incredible strong reaction that there's almost paralysis often. So the question is, the only way I know, or not the question is, the way I'm dealing with it. And you can hear the frustration after so many years of teaching in Japan. It still flusters me. And I should say flustered more than frustrated, but... Um, the constant flustering leads to frustration is I don't know any way to fix this problem except through real strict interventions with the students to get through to them because there's the students who I can say it once and they get it. There's the students I can say it again and repeat it nicely and they'll get it. And they're the students who after three, four or five times and I even say to them in the emails, it's the email, use machine translation to understand this. Make sure, and you know, everything becomes like bullet points, okay? Really set up, they're not getting it. Because you'll say, do you understand that you cannot copy the answer from the textbook? And they'll say yes, and then they answer yes, yes, and then they do it again, right? So is the student just saying yes? Is the student just going through the motions and pretending they understand? Or is it just that, you know, hey, if I don't tell the student, you're going to get a zero or you're going to fail the class. This is what's going to happen. And it's amazing that if I go to that high level of penalty, pretty much I get 98, 99% compliance. That's my rough estimate. And when I don't go to such strict measures, I'm going to get about 70% to 75% compliance. So it seems that there's like a 20% of 20% of the students who only will react or respond or can, you know, engage in the behaviors I want with that kind of penalty. No, it's pretty depressing. Huh? And that's so much against how I want to teach. Sure. And it's like, I always want to just turn to these students and go, why are you doing this to me? You know, it's like the thing where you t I tell my students, I say, look, I can either be nice or I can be, I can be easygoing or I can be strict. And it's all dependent <laughs> on you. You know, if, right, you know, the idea you tell students, you know, the teacher who asks you to do the homework but doesn't grade you on the homework is the teacher you always do the homework for. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we're talking about a lot of different issues here. And so much of it is now that I'm saying it and it's being recorded and it's going to go out in the world is that this is stuff I have to deal with. These are you know, the things that I guess are hurting me in a way as a teacher, the frustration and like, why can't I reach my students in a nice, kind way? But that just also kind of goes back to, you know, theory goes out the window when you start teaching in a classroom. Yeah. And right, we know that. And um, by the way, um, I think I mentioned that my daughter 
you know, Sophie, who was on the podcast, um, just completed her <laughs> second field work thing. And I said to her, I said, how's it going? And she goes, really interesting. And I went, hey, Sophie, did you find out that all, a lot, most of the stuff you learned, all the theory in, in, in your in your university classes, like have app, you know, get thrown out the window as soon as you walk through a, a real classroom door? And she goes, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, it's still that frustration because, you know, we're taught be understanding, be kind, positive reinforcement always works. And the problem is, is that we talk about differentiated learning and approaching students who so that there's different levels. Well, that applies to getting results from students and the issues of classroom management, for example. You know, some students are going to respond really well to a gentle nudge and some students are not even going to notice that you've nudged oh, them. Absolutely. Right. And so... What I think is important for teachers is, you know, if you scold a student, like we're basically told scolding is wrong. Well, no, there's, if you scold, no, this is important. If, Mm. but if you scold a student who would have responded to a gentle nudge, that's something that you need to think about. But if you scold a student who, after multiple attempts at getting them to do something, and you find out that this, that student only responds to a scolding, then the student has basically told you, this is how I function. This is yep. how I work. And I don't think that's wrong, because I remember um, somebody, a teacher and I were working together, and I said, I basically scolded this one student who I knew. Um, and the person said, you should never scold a student. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, the first answer was, never say never, number one. <laughs> number two, you're you're visiting the classroom, right? Sometimes you're not here all the time. And number three, I've tried multiple times to be really, you know, gentle with the student. And the student doesn't respond to it. And I found out the student responds to scolding and then really puts out good work. So the thing with plagiarism is copying anything we're going to do. We should suggest always start gently, Right. And then identify who didn't get it and do a reminder. But if it gets to the third time, there is a fair thing of like, well, okay, you know, how do you want me to interact with you? I've said this to my students, and this is interesting, by the way, and it kind of ties in together. So I get to teach some classes um, that are, you know, with future teachers, their students who are going to are taking classes or are studying their major is to become English teachers, to become teachers. And I said to the students once, I said, you know, how many times does a teacher have to say something to you before they can get upset at you? Because <laughs> I said, I've asked you this five times. I've asked you to do something five times and you're just not doing it. So I asked my students, how many times? And do you know that out of a class of 25 students... 20 said never. That's what I would predict. Right. And my immediate response. what they would say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not what they would do. (laughs) Because we don't want you getting upset at us. But my immediate response to them, and I said this, is I said, okay, you're not ready for the real world. Because I say, when you get a job and you do something wrong the second time, I don't think your boss is going to be kind and understanding and gentle <laughs> right yeah. maybe in japan i don't know but uh, yeah right that yeah. but part of that, that again so the reason i mentioned this is that there is an attitude that the teacher is always going to be gentle but then again they come from a very strict you know educational background 
So I'm wondering now, or that's the image I have, right? Is that yes. their, their schools are strict? It's out, like, right? oh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking now, this is just popping into my head. Maybe the students have developed, you know, a certain behaviors, reactions, understandings, which is if the teacher doesn't get angry and scold us, it's okay. Maybe that's how they understand things. Kind of. And maybe? I'm scared that that, yeah, maybe, possibly, kind of. It, <sighs> That would be – but, again, we're talking about certain students. So the key here is, you know, put it, put out the policy, make sure, but just realize that you're going to have to actually come down hard on some students. And here's the thing. If you'd feel bad about coming down hard on a student, but that stops the student from plagiarizing, which would mean you'd have to fail them on the final paper – What's wrong with coming down hard on them? And then there's the part where, I, as you said, the school says, give the students a chance to rewrite. And there's a real issue there about you need to teach students that this is just not okay. But then again, it's okay in their culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so, really, you're really in a hard spot. You have to well, say, you know, yeah, it's a hard question. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't know what what other people do. Um, you know, I've heard like, some people talk about, like, you know, like kids like signing contracts at the beginning. And it's right. like they have it written in English, they haven't written Japanese, and everyone signs it. And it's like, you know, I I, I agree to do, you know, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And then it's like when they get caught, it's like, okay, well, here's here's your contract. I I've never done that. Um, I've done it, you know, with mixed success, I guess, to be honest. But not 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 so bad. Um, uh, with, at least with you, at, when I've got classes that are at a level where they're going to pro- be producing either like a written essay or like a a serious presentation, I make the plagiarism a, a big deal. Um, not so much with the like we were talking like before with the, the answers and stuff. It's like. If I'm teaching that level of class, it's like, well, you know, they really, they really can't. I'm not going to ask them something to do they can't do. But, well, we're not. To- yeah, but 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 it's like I I try to hit them with like the the, the whole meta thing, explain to them. It's like, um, you know, when I when I give you an assignment, it's supposed to be your work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you plagiarize, it's not your work. It's like you copy and paste. It was when you get to the when you if you when you find yourself copy and pasting and submitting, you're in trouble. That that's a sign. It's like no, that's not what you do. You sit and you write a sentence. Um, and the reason is because that's not the assignment. Number one. Number two. You are disrespecting your classmates. Mm-hmm. And your classmates are trying to do things the right way, and you think that you can do a shortcut and get by and and do get credit for less work than they are. And I'm sorry, nobody disrespects my students. And I will come down on you hard if you try to disrespect my students. Yeah, and less important, you're disrespecting me. It's like, if you think that I can't tell your writing from professional academic writing, 
So that you, if you think that I'm that incompetent, <laughs> that's putting that, it mildly. <laughs> if that I'm that I'm that stupid, please go find yourself a better teacher. I don't want you in my class. You you don't belong here. Go somewhere else. Find a better teacher. Finally, school policy rules are rules. Hey, this is the rule. You broke the rule. <laughs> Tough luck, Jack. And uh, I do this in class, orally, as simply as I possibly can. I give it to them in writing, and it's online. And so when I do come down on a kid, it's like, yeah, you remember May 19th? Remember when we were in classroom May 19th? Remember we talked about plagiarism? We talked about disrespecting your classmates? Remember we talked about this? We talked about this? It's like when you get to the point where you copy and paste, that you are in trouble. And, and I also have like a, um, you talked about um, uh, summarizing uh, things. Paraphrasing. And, yeah, I, paraphrase, summarizing, paraphrasing. And also summarizing, also yeah. very high level skills. Yeah, and I and I have an example. It's like I have an article, a Japan Times article, and I say, you know, this is a, a an acceptable, par- you know, summarization, paraphrase of the article, and this is, and with this one, this is plagiarism, and you know, and it, you know, your typical thing where you like, they have the like the, they write the intro and they write the 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 the, the last sentence, and then the, the middle part is just copy and paste it from <laughs> from the article, and they go, no, this is plagiarism. It's like this, and this is okay. So this is okay. This is not okay. Here's an example. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how many kids looked at it and you know didn't plagiarize, but I still got plagiarism. Um, and maybe the biggest takeaways is like, yeah, you are going to encounter plagiarism. You you better prepare for it somehow. Um, I'm sorry, we can't be. <laughs> give you give you the golden key there, but yeah. Well, again, I, I think the only way to do it is to say there's just the rules a rule. Yeah, the rules a rule. That's and I, it. And I, and, and I guess there's you know there's also like the idea of like you you know how you construct the assignment. So, mm-hmm. like for example, we talked about like the comprehension questions. Like, well, yeah, well, when I when I made those, the intent was like it's like for me the, the level of those kids that I was aiming for. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, it's like find the answer, copy paste it. That's fine because then you've got the thought question after the fact. Right. But like for example, um, things that I've done, um, book reports. Right? If you say like, write a book report on you know Tale of Two Cities, you know. Fairly advanced class, they're they're going to get the, you're going to get the the summarized version. They're going to find like the summary. They're going to copy and paste. No, 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 no. Um, instead of a book report, write a dialogue between two of the characters in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, write an alternative ending to the story. So let's say that he, you know, Heathcliff doesn't whatever happens to Heathcliff. I don't know. Um, a diary entry of one of the characters 20 years after the end of the story. Okay. So you're talking about really high level students. Well, yeah. Well, like your level students, right? Yeah. Mm. And write a prequel to the story or have students critique an assignment by other students. Like, so you give them, it's like, this is, this is one, here's, here's a book report from another student from previous years. Maybe you write it yourself. Okay. You, you write, you critique it. What's good about it? What's bad about it? Give it a grade. 
Um, or like in a discussion type class, it's like, okay, you're talking about, you know, whatever global warning. So it's like, okay, you, you it's like, there's a, C, a CEO who's like, his company's doing something terrible and, um, he's got to make, or maybe not, maybe he's just got like a hard decision. So he's got an ethically low decision. He can do this. He can do stockholders, environment, blah, blah. It's like, what should he do? You give him something to do. Give them a product, have them create a product that is not available online. Uh, They're not going to be able to copy and paste from anywhere. They're going to have to like use their own brain to do something, something original. And yeah, it's, it's hard to create and it's hard to grade. Those are valid things to do, I think. Very, you know, and I do a lot of that. What's happening is, I think I'm trying to do this so foundationally that mm-hmm. even a comprehension question you can't copy. I'm trying to burn that into their mm-hmm. brains mm-hmm. before I move on to the bigger projects. For example, you know, if you ask students to do a presentation, they'll come in with, you know, copied, you know, sure. websites and start reading off the website. So, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just so ingrained in them. Yep. Um, and, and in all their other but, classes, it's okay. Yes, exactly. It's not across the curriculum, and I understand that. And we've talked yeah, about the need yeah. for like critical thinking or independent, you know, learning to be a, a, a you know, across the curriculum, you know, skill set learning, you know, um, part of every classroom. But here's something that just is kind of getting a little clearer in my head. I do a whole thing on note taking in all my classes to ask I did to a lot take of notes. Too. Yeah. And I'm thinking now that I have to move it even to another level because to say to students, you have to take notes, which means they have to take notes in their own words. They have to write things down and that you can only use your notes in the presentations, for example. Do you, do now, you, make, them, do you make them write their notes in English or in Japanese? They have. Do I, I don't check them on that. Okay. I ask them if you can take your notes in English and it would give them – uh, the Cornell note-taking system, yeah, I show yeah, them yeah, the column yeah, yeah, system, yeah. mind mapping, et cetera, you know, do a whole class on that. Sure, me too. Yeah. And the idea is that to say you could use your notes as, and you know, you're not copying, but the notes have to be in your own words. Because I think now I realize that for most of the students, you know, the professors just, you know, print out or post the PowerPoint slides. <sighs> Yeah, I know. And the students say, we want the PowerPoint slides or we want your notes. And I'm like, no. Part of this class is learning to take notes, you know, so that it's just so built in and ingrained again. But I'm thinking that I need to. Well, see, but that whole thing is like, like, yeah, give us us your deck. Give us a printout of your deck. All the answers are on there. Memorize them and spit it back on the test. Yes, exactly. And that's that's, that's the system. Right. So now I'm thinking – I can now I need to set up my note taking activities and the note requirements as maybe much more primary than I thought in the sense of, hey, you got to send me your notes. You have to and create activities, for example, where um, I have them when they do student presentations in, in their small groups that the listeners have to take notes and then they have to send me the notes. And I'm thinking, nice. You know, nice. I think I'm going to do that from day I like one. That. That's nice. Right? I like it, that. In other words, Every time you talk to another student, you have to take notes because it's mm-hmm, impossible for mm-hmm. them to write everything the person's saying. And then they have to reconstruct. And so I'm thinking that's probably the best training mechanism. 
and I need to implement that a little That's bit. That's cool. It's, it's it's very labor intensive, but it's a great great exercise. Well, I just you know a quick a quick look. Well, at sure. Does it, yeah. Do they it's submit just it? A visual does, it look, check. does it look real? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking I might go through that and just say you know. The notes, because again, as we you've said, and I've said, and many people say, you know, the purpose of your notes, the purpose of your writing answers is to help you gain a deeper understanding. And what I tell my students, and I keep saying this every class, at least two or three times, especially at this one school, I say, I'm not interested in what you know, I am interested in what you understand. And those are completely different things. You can tell me what's the population of Japan and what percentage of Japan is mountainous. But those are facts that you know. That's what you know. But you can't tell me how that affects Japan. What does that mean? What does it mean? And if you can explain to me how those two facts affect each other and what they result in, Hmm, then you have understanding. yeah. Yeah, then you have understanding. And so I keep pushing that point. So I think that's, again, but maybe, perhaps, possibly, (laughs) that the note-taking approach, starting right away from note-taking, from their first day working with other students, is the way to start moving them away from this copying attitude. It's a a really interesting approach. I think I'm a... I I thought about this in in preparing for this too, thinking about how much of this really is a plagiarism problem, which which is real because it's part of the ingrained academic culture here. Um, and the different ways, you know, I, yeah, you know, not, not, not theirs, ours too, because our, you know, we have our own ingrained academic culture and, and they're very, very different. And, and there's, a, there's certainly a, a huge clash, but, um, how much of it is really a plagiarism problem? How much of it is really a comprehension problem? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I think, um, your idea about the note taking kind of does a nice uh, covering of, of both of those, mm-hmm. and it's habit formation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, and it's, I'm, uh, yeah. it's. I'm sorry, we need to wrap this up. But I'm thinking mm. to myself, it's like, oh, I still have to, even with my best students, say, take out your notes. <laughs> yeah, it's not automatic. Well, I mean, <clears throat> teaching yeah, it's teaching hard, man. Teaching hard. (laughs) Okay. I don't think we got anywhere, but at least I have some clarity. I think we got got somewhere. But I think think the note-taking might be an interesting approach. It might – I'm going to work on that. I like that. I like that because it it handles both of the problems, but specifically Mm -hmm. with with plagiarism. If there's one thing, it's like regardless of how – Explicit, you think you've been, and how clear you've never you've been, been explicit enough. <laughs> never been explicit enough. You have to be, and 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 you, and you strive for that being a hundred percent. You you won't be hundred percent sure that you made your policy on plagiarism clear. Also, just the definition of what plagiarism is. This is hard, and as we talked about um, in uh, in fall. This is the last fall, one, uh, episode 141, talking about student comprehension. They will, the students will always say that they understand. They will always I'll say, yeah, I understand. Right. I understand. Um, and but anyway, when you say, hey, you plagiarized, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Yeah. 
you know, you just gave me an idea. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just like, and it's like, and it's not going to eliminate plagiarism, but if you, you really take the extra effort just to, to try and, and it's going to kill you because you're going to have to like, to the point of absurdity, uh, how explicit you need to be and how many times you need to repeat it and, and over and over and over again. But, that is the one thing that, you know, it's hard to go through the motions, but it's the one thing that will really cut down on the plagiarism, I think. Yeah. Along, along with, along with the creating like assignments that are like difficult to, it's easier to do the assignment than it is to plagiarize it. That's, right. that's another key. <laughs> but the problem is, even if you do your thinking questions, you still get copy paste answers. Well, then, but so <laughs> working on that, but <laughs> it's I easier just, to give a um, zero. Wanted to say that when you were talking about the, you know, students will just say they understand, even when they don't understand. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to find like one of my better students and I'm going to say, listen, whenever I say, do you understand? I want you to raise your hand and say, I'm sorry, Mr. Wiz, could you say that again? I don't understand. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you extra points for this. Cool. But you know, I think that might be, you know, What's the term for that when you put somebody in the audience, you know, like magicians do those mind reading tricks or whatever? What's it called? Corruption. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Um, not a stooge. But, but um, you know what I mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. A plant. Yeah, yeah. A plant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, corruption in the classroom. Okay. <laughs> another topic for another day. All right. That's a topic for, yeah. Okay. Well, we've gone a little bit longer than usual, so let's wrap this up. Actually, not okay. much longer than usual, but longer than we should. But Well, it feels longer than <laughs> Okay. By about an hour and six minutes longer than go. we should go. All right. Always. So thanks to everybody. And I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And this is In Mexico. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, Tony, you've, you've spent like almost your, your most of your life now as an expat, right? Yeah. I More than half, math, right? But it's close, yeah. Mm. Maybe. No, it's right. No, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. I'm that old. <laughs> well, I've spent more than half my life in Japan, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, okay. I think well, that's not helping like, us. My, my, I think my first thirty-seven, thirty-eight years in the U.S., and then the last mm, less than that <laughs> away from the U.S. Okay. So yeah, not there yet. Hopefully someday. Hopefully oh, you'll live get that there. long. Okay. Well, there. that was a really good way for us ending the podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's hope Tony doesn't die, or maybe yeah. what the hell? <laughs> no, let's let's hope you have a nice long life and enjoyable uh, life in your retirement. Uh, that's okay. what I'm hoping for. Yes. Well, I'm hoping for that for you, too. Thank you. both of you. Thanks. Okay. Let's make it a wrap. Okay. Thanks, Tony. All right, man. Take care. Two teachers talking. Two, yeah, you know, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye.